0: Success Insight shares the stories of the people with passion and drive who make things happen in the world. Here's your host, Howard Fox. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Success Insight Podcast. Today's guest is adventurer Scott Lutho. Scott is the founder of 4 Expedition. For more than 30 years, Scott has been exploring the natural world on foot, driving, and riding off-road vehicles, riding, touring, and mountain bikes, and paddling watercraft. His adventures have taken him to the remote corners of the world. Just as his adventure experience and skill have spanned decades, so has his skill in graphic design, product design, corporate branding, and digital marketing. Scott ran his own award winning branding agency for more than 16 years. Scott, it is an absolute pleasure to have you on the Success Insight podcast. <laughs> it's just really great to be here. And that was a great intro. Fantastic. Now, <laughs> For, for our listeners, I have to create a little bit of context, then I, I trust me, this is all about you. Uh, for my listeners, I, for the last X amount of years, more than I care to remember, have lived in Chicago. I grew up in the Midwest, in the Detroit suburbs, moved to Chicago. About five weeks ago, I moved to Las Vegas. And I took my trusty 23 year old Honda Accord two door (laughs) coupe and it made it and made its way without incident to Las Vegas. We took the southern route through St. Louis, Oklahoma City, Santa Fe, nice area, Flagstaff, which is probably not too far from you. and, And then on to Las Vegas, I proceeded to sell the car, bought a cherry red Subaru Crosstrek which I affectionately named SubaRuby. <laughs> Scott, I learned that there is a culture here of cross-trek or subculture, I guess is what you would call it, of, of Subaru owners and aficionados, and I had to name it. And as I was exploring the vehicle, I started to explore and I'm out here in the mountains. I need to get out. And I discovered this whole world of overlanding and car camping and rooftop tents And lo and behold, one of the first YouTube videos was yours. Ah, good. (laughs) YouTube working in my favor. Yeah. So you're doing (laughs) something uh, right on YouTube and the advertising because you were like at the top. So that creates the context. So Scott, it is an absolute pleasure to have you. I would love for our listeners, if you could share... A little bit about your background. I had a little more context because you were in design and advertising. You've got this overlanding
1: exp- outdoor exploration. So there's a lot going on with you right now. There is. There is. And I got something really great to share with you. Uh, here's how I'll start out. Okay. I'm originally from Wisconsin. I'm from the Midwest myself. Oh, boy. And back in 1989, I did the exact same thing you just did. I drove a two-door coupe Honda Accord in Wisconsin. <laughs> out to Arizona. <laughs> and I quickly realized it wasn't going to be the kind of vehicle that was going to be able to you know, sustain me when I wanted to go out and explore this incredible Western region of the United States that I'd never been to. I had many iterations of different vehicles and so on, everything from Isuzu's to Toyota, 4Runners, Jeeps, Rubicons, all that kind of stuff, pickup trucks, And so I've definitely gone the gamut of all the different kinds of vehicles that you need to get to the remotest spots of the Southwest, especially very rough terrain. So I moved out to Arizona, I went to school out in Arizona. And and while I was in school, I had this really awesome opportunity to illustrate some children's books. I was going to school for graphic design. And there was a woman that was much older than I am that was in, in classes with me. And she worked for a small toy company. And she asked me if I'd be interested in illustrating some children's books. So I actually, that was my first sort of uh, professional exposure, if you will. They really loved me and they ended up hiring me as an art director. And then I moved up to creative director and and then on to director of product development. Before you know it, I was managing 17 designers doing $3 million a year in toy design for Pixar and DreamWorks and Fox and all these really great toy companies, electronic toys.
0: That's like the top of the pyramid right there. It
1: really was. I spent seven years there. And then Moved into the dot com boom, did that for a little bit. And once I was done with the dot com boom, I started my own business. And the very first thing that I did when I started my own business is took on a small project for a very small startup called Lifelock. I developed the whole brand for this company, Lifelock. And turns out they were, you know, they're the identity theft company that was recently, I think two years ago now, bought by Symantec, went public. It's a multi billion dollar company now. That was my first exposure into big brand building. And so I I kind of became a branding expert over the years and did some really, really big brand projects, rebranded a company called IsoGenics International that already, at the time I rebranded, it was a multi-billion dollar company worldwide. That was a huge project, rebranded that. And I mean, millions of people around the world use their products. And then started my own brand agency and did that for 16 years and helped a lot of great companies, well-known brand names around the world. And I have to say though, during that time, when you're developing brands for other people, they're your boss. You know, your, your clients are your bosses, right? And I have many bosses. And when you run a branding agency, here's something really interesting about branding. When you run a branding agency, you have to know a lot about a lot of different kinds of businesses because in order to really understand how to brand them or how to position them or how to get their customers interested in the products, you really have to understand each industry.
0: Right. right. And so
1: I, I became very, very familiar with a lot of industries. I had this idea in the back of my head for a long time to do Forexpedition. And I started actually working on it back in 2000. Oh, the very first, the very first step was back in about around 2007 But then I kind of let it sit, you know, on the side burner. And then in 2012, I picked it back up again and I started developing products for it and all this. And then I kind of set it on the side burner again. And it wasn't up until just this year that I decided to just pound, you know, pound it through and and make it go and, and make it a success with all of the experience that I've got. Well, let me ask this question. I mean,
0: obviously, fantastic experience in this industry of branding and imagery. Yeah and how we communicate through words and pictures. While you were doing the Mm J-O-B, had you always or had this interest in the outdoor activity? Had this been a part of your, okay, it's a weekend getaway here, getaway there, use your vacation to go explore different parts of the world? Because you don't just go from this industry you know very well into creating for
1: exposition. I was very strongly influenced by my older stepbrother when I was in high school. This is a guy that throughout my... Much older than I am, maybe by about 15, 20 years older than me. And he was a major outdoor adventurer. And he was the kind of guy that would hop on his bicycle in Wisconsin and ride it all the way out to Seattle and then camp out on the front deck of a ferry and go up the Inside Passage and then ride his bicycle all the way up the Alaska Highway and then put you know hop into a kayak in the middle of Prince William Sound and get caught in a blizzard and end up on a a lobster ship, you know, that kind of thing. And then you come home and he would have all these photographs. And back then, of course, it was slides. And so he put together a whole slide presentation and he played the acoustic guitar really well. So the whole family would sit there and we make popcorn and he would run this slideshow and play guitar music to it. And I just became enamored with it. And when I was right after, uh, right right as I was as I was graduating high school, he bought me a couple of books, and those books really moved me. And one of them was a Sierra Club book. I think it was called Words for the Wild, if I if I can recall. Anyway, this book had brief excerpts from some of the great naturalist and transcendentalist writers, you know Emerson, Thoreau, John Muir, and there was something really interesting in all of those stories that that were shared in that book and I dove deeper into each one of those authors and so I started to really realize that they were all talking about one same thing and they would all mention it mention it from time to time and what they would mention was the divine music in nature so I became really interested in getting out there and exploring and you know back in high school when he was doing these things or when I was in junior high even I picked up a mountain bike and I started cross country skiing and I did a lot of hiking and I would go on in high school I would go on bike tours across Iowa there's a ride called Regbry I've done that three times. So that's, so yeah, I, I, and my parents, when I was, when I was in junior high, my parents had a Volkswagen West and we'd go on family camping trips. So I had a lot of exposure as a child into this idea and this realm of nature. And that's what I try to do all the time now with my own kids, you know, really try to instill in them the value of being out there in nature. And hopefully, hopefully, you know, it, it, it kind of, Grabs on to them and holds on to them for the rest of their lives. You know, very good. You know, it's interesting. Growing up
0: in the Midwest, I mean, I had my little Schwinn bike. I mm-hmm. uh, had the the ten the, the ten speed, the huffy, whatever. And my my trekking was two or three miles to friends' house to go play baseball. We did the some of the the trips up north, going from Detroit up to Mackinac Island. Oh yeah, the Upper Peninsula. I mean, the only time I ever camped. I went on a camp with my uh, camping trip with my aunt and uncle and my cousins. They had one of those old pop-up campers. Yep. And then during college, there was two years in a row, Labor Day weekend. My friends and I would go up to Grand Marais up on the Pictured Rocks National Lakeshore. That was it. That was it. I mean, I, I love to explore. I, I paid my way through school as a photographer. Huh. So I've always had an affinity for that. As long as there's no bride and groom in the picture... I'm a happy guy <laughs> and I, I I love it i've always loved to explore, but i've never i've gone skiing and like and i don't know you have a i guess a house like in park city so i've I've skied there uh, i've skied in Colorado, but nothing to the ever that it was consistent and i've always had a longing for that, and as a coach, I always tell people. Well, my, my fantasy for coaching is being in a house with this humongous picture window, and there's the mountains out in front of me, oh, yeah! and how can you right. not be inspired when you're coaching a client with these mountains, and that was part of the draw of coming out west, is when this opportunity came, it's like, Las Vegas, huh? Because that was number two on my list, San Diego was number one, uh-huh. right. uh, but I can't afford San Diego, <laughs> but Las Vegas was like, I'm in, my J-O-B is coaching inside of a company but then I have these four days that are to myself. Yeah. So I'm thinking, wow, this is great. I can get paid for what I love to do, which is coach. But I can take—I have my side hustles. But then I can also spend a couple days a month just exploring, and hence the taking advantage of all the things that I was longing
1: for. Yeah. Well, I have to say, you know, Las Vegas. Uh, a lot of people they only think of it as the Strip, but there's a lot more to Las Vegas than me. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And it is, like you said, an amazing proximity to so many, I mean, you can get to Yosemite National Park in only a couple hours, you know. Right. You can get to Great Basin National Park in a couple of hours. You can get to the Grand Canyon in a couple of hours. It's really pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, and by
1: the way, folks, uh, Scott
0: just mentioned uh, all these sites. We're going to provide, and he'll share the backlinks to his website and all the social sites. But he did this video just recently on visiting Great Basin which Scott is is like on my list. <laughs> it's like, it's so close. Yeah, it is. And, and It's a bucket list place and it's hard to get to. Yeah. For for most, uh, yeah. So when you started, so you had this idea, that you like make a career pivot? Okay, I'm done with the advertising. I'm
1: focusing on this. How, how'd that work out? So there's a couple of other sort of threads that I should weave through this story. And one of them is, a big moment in my life, uh, back in around 1998, my my dad died. And abruptly, he was only 56 years old. And I was in my late, I was actually 30 years old at the time. And I had the next year my son was born. So my dad never got to meet my son or anything like that. So it was really an interesting time for me. And it really caused me to start deeply thinking about my life, whether I was happy in my life, whether my dad was happy in his life, whether he was fulfilled and and was knocking things off his bucket list and and all that, you know, and um, I ended up writing a book that was published back in 2011 called Rediscovering Your Divine Music, which kind of ties back in with this whole concept of these these uh, naturalist and transcendentalist writers that were talking about the divine music in nature. And the whole book is the premise of the book is about uh, reconnecting with nature in order to understand where we fit into this entire microcosm that we call the earth and to understand that there's there's a need for sustainability and how we fit into it and how we need to respect it. And it's a really interesting story because it starts out talking about how do you get to that place? You get to that place by first going within yourself, healing past wounds, dealing with what a good friend of mine calls bs, belief systems. Right, going through your belief systems, limitations that you you've set upon yourself because of childhood traumas or because of whatever reason, and so I came out with that book, and I had this whole sort of uh, spiritual path that I went through for a while. I I kind of decided that I wanted to fuse together this passion for nature, this passion for sort of uh, sustainability and sort of um, spiritual enlightenment, if you will. And this whole idea of my creative, what I'm born to do. I'm born to be a creator. I create things and, and uh, I try to create things that inspire people. I wanted to bring all that together. And at first, I think this is why I didn't really go into it in 2012. I wasn't ready for it because I thought, oh, I can't, t- I can't have this audience here know this about me. Or I can't have this audience know this about me. And now I'm at a place in my life where I just put it out there. I, this is who I am. And the people that are going to be attracted to my brand and attracted to me and attracted to my channel will come. And those that don't want to be a part of it, that's okay. You know, I respect that. So that's kind of how that all came to be. And, you know, for Expedition, I finally decided, uh, to, to answer your question, my son graduated high school uh, in 2018, you don't look old enough to have a son graduate in high school, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I will tell you, that is a benefit now, but it really wasn't a benefit early on in my career because nobody took me seriously when I was in my <laughs> 20s. <laughs> in fact, when I was doing the toy thing, I remember this this company coming over from Shenzhen, China to our, our offices they had been working with us for, for a year at least. And when they met me, they, one of the women said, Oh, you're just a little boy. And as you know, I was 30 years old at the time, but uh, yeah, I just turned 50 last year and 51 this year. So, but my boy graduated in 2018. Uh, he's 20 years old now. And I kind of at that point decided that I was going to wind up my whole branding agency. I didn't really want to do that anymore. And I was going to go into my own brand full time. Just, you know, just Shed all the fears and all that stuff and just dive in and go for it. Well, right about that time, I I wrapped everything up and I was going to move up. I was actually going to move to Sedona for a while, Uh, actually, the village of Oak Creek, which is just outside of Sedona. And I was going to work from up there and then come down to Phoenix every once in a while because it's only a couple hour drive. I got a phone call from the founder of Lifelock and he said, Hey, would you be interested in coming to work for this new startup I have? So I went to work as a chief marketing officer for about a year and a half for them. And then I, I wrapped that up in December of uh, 2019, and boom, 2020 started out, and this is it. That's,
0: that's pretty abrupt. So your work, the YouTube, the website, it is brand spanking new.
1: Well, I've had the channel since 2013, and I put a couple of videos out there a long time ago. But it wasn't yeah. until the summer of 2019 that I I went up, and there's a particular video in my in my channel that... I consider to be the pivotal video. And that is this one video with the Subaru Outback. I was up in the White Mountains of Arizona. That video, if you go back and watch the White Mountains video in the Subaru, that to me is the video that was the pivotal video because I turned I started to turn it into a show at that moment. And everything since that time has been progressively better and better as a show. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think the you know, the the use of telling a story, the imagery, the music. I mean, th- there are some, you know. There's the, the the YouTube channels that they're just yelling at you, talking. This is what you got to do, yeah. and that's it. But there's a lot of who you are in every one of those videos, and that's <laughs> what I like about yeah. it. Is it's in, and, and I, it's like I was listening to the to the Great Basin episode. By the way, I do the photo bombing with the moose. That was hilarious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, folks, we're going to share the backlinks to all this. So, don't worry; you'll 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 find you'll get what we're talking about. But the this this idea, which which I love, is that I can get into my car. Well, first of all, I can visit your website. I can watch the videos. What I love about YouTube and Google is I can find and do my research. I'm a I'm, I used to be the longest the st- duration decision maker it would take me i'd start my research th- it's like ready 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 should i fire no i gotta go ready 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 and <laughs> but i still do my research because i i have some ideas there's some unanswered questions and i want to find what those are mm-hmm. but what i love about like your video is your in your inventory your library especially on youtube and on your website because there's a lot of resources is I can look specifically. Here's the questions I have: Whether you know, I, I was enamored with the car, car top, uh, rooftop tents. Right. You know, you're using the the Eye Camper, the Prinzu rack, which I'm not ready to. I really I, I really wanted the the rooftop tent. I didn't relish. I don't even know if the rack would fit on a Crosstrek, but that's okay. But I had. A, I wanted to set out to camp. Two nights, right? Because okay. I want to wake up in the morning. I'm a big coffee <laughs> snob. I roast my own coffee. Oh, awesome! So I want my roasted coffee sitting on my easy chair, watching the sun come up. Yep. All right. Oh, I tell you and what a spectacular experience that is. That's and I want the opposite. Maybe an adult beverage of sort or an iced tea at the end of the day, watching the sun go down. Mm-hmm. That's what I want, and I want to, I want to do some, what I would call easy, maybe easy to moderate hikes. I'm not into. I mean, you're doing some pretty extreme stuff out yeah. there. Yeah, I, I'm a little older than you are, by the way. <laughs> uh, extreme is not in my vocabulary. I, I'm willing to, t- I'm willing to uh, confront some of those limiting beliefs. Yeah, good. But uh, you know, it's like you know something. I'm not going to climb the ladder onto the top of my roof. That just doesn't make any sense for me. But I signed up with a, a Napier tent that fits off the back of my car. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, those are great. Yeah, so I figure so right now, I'm like getting everything squared away. And I'm now my biggest research is like, where do I go for my first night, one night away? I'm going to start off with one night at a time, then go up to two.
1: And that's where Great Basin came in. It's like, I wonder if I can go camping in Great Basin. <laughs> Well, the beauty of Great Basin for you, again, it's only a couple of hours away. Uh, It's, it's a free national park to get into. And, you know, there are campgrounds and campsites with picnic tables. And so you have some of those convenience, which is, in my opinion, a really great way to go. And as far as hiking goes, you can drive way up into the canyon and, and you can get up to the bristlecone pines like I did in a round trip of about two and a half miles. It's not, and it's all shade. So you're yeah. not in the in the sun. So it, it's a very very doable and a very just rewarding experience to go there.
0: I, I think and I think that's the way for people like me. I mean, we should we should have this goal, figure out what we need, and just go get it done. Yeah, um, th- I think the that's hard exactly part. It, right. Yeah, you said this in the video. I don't know where well, you said it somewhere about you know not doing certain things alone. Mm-hmm. I guess I should let people know I'm going to Great Basin. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. <laughs> but I just, I think, you know, those couple, you know, just being able to get out of town. And again, you're right. That's what this area is. So known, it's known for its gambling, its shows, the yeah. food. But there's so much around here. When you started to, like, get out and, and create your videos for your the YouTube channel, Did you have a plan in place or did you just like throw darts at the map? How did you start to, you know, essentially create this catalog of experiences that you wanted to share with your listeners?
1: Yeah, well, you know, because Four Expedition right now is is Arizona based. Mm -hmm. uh, I just had a lot of places that I had been and wanted to go back to visit or places I hadn't been in Arizona and wanted to go see Mm -hmm. still even after 30 years of being there for me, it's obviously it all started in Arizona. And because I have so much information and so much detail about how to get places and what it's like when you're there, I said, okay, well, I'm going to pick a couple of places that are nearby. And, and it wasn't, it wasn't, I'm going to create a YouTube video and I'm going to go here. It was more or less to begin with, I'm going to go here and, Oh, Hey, I've got my phone with me. Why don't I start making, why don't I videotape this? You know, why don't I take pictures? And I will tell you, Back in 2012 I took a, a 9 month 13,000 mile road trip around the United States and Canada. Oh wow. And I photographed that and I shared it all on my personal Facebook page and I ended up having a couple of hundred people following my next step and some people would say, "Hey, why don't you come 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 to my town? You know, I'll show you around." And come, you know. And so it it kind of became this whole community idea and and sharing these beautiful photographs and I'd have people say, wow, you know, I'm just living vicariously through you on this trip. And I started to think, especially with the YouTube channel, that I could create and share these experiences the way that I wrote about it in my book, how I wanted people to get out there and truly experience nature. And not just mm-hmm. get out there and, and um, I want people to get out there and have a good time, but I also want them to get out there and have a good time and respect you know, their environment. Not leaving trash and things like that. So I thought that was a really important message to share in my videos. And when I sort of transitioned from photography sharing on social to video sharing on social, I really wanted for people to feel inspired. And if they felt inspired by watching my stuff, because I felt inspired being out there, I wanted them to feel what I was feeling. I'm out there. I'm watching the sunset, you know, or watching the sunrise with my coffee and it's the birds are chirping and, and there's this just incredible. Rainbow or whatever it is, I wanted people to see that and not just see it, but feel something around it. Because in my opinion, as a branding expert, you have to first answer questions in people's minds and then you have to touch them in the heart. If you want it to stick, it's got to, they've got to connect with it. And that's what I've been doing for the last 16 years with my brands. You know, when I worked on building brands and understanding who people's customers were, I had to understand and figure out what it was that, that drove those people toward that product and why. And not just trying to sell them something, but get them to feel passionate about it because if they feel passionate and connected to it, they will just become what I, what I call brand evangelists, right? They'll go out there right. and share it with other people. And I took that premise and that concept and bring that into my videos, not because I'm trying to sell somebody or market to somebody, but I want them to connect and feel something. And when they connect and feel something, they'll share it with their family. They'll sit down and have popcorn and the whole family will watch. And then, you know, their friends watch and it just kind of starts to grow organically because people love it, not because they have to have it, not because it's a staple that they need to buy. It's because they want to sit down after work, after a long day at their J-O-B and uh, having a stressful day and, and changing the baby's diapers or whatever it is they're doing and sit down and be like, ah, oh, I get to watch a four expedition video for the next 45 minutes. I'm going to feel this, this awesome feeling. And I, that's what I really do this for.
0: When they sit down and watch the video, what's their next step in their dare I say evolution? Because it, it, again, I want to watch your videos. I mean, there's a couple other YouTube uh, YouTube hosts that I love watching their videos because I know I'm learning. It got past the point of research and learning what I needed to learn, but I just enjoy listening to them and seeing what they produce for your. Um Ideal follower. What is your hope for them to be their next step beyond the video?
1: Yeah. So first and foremost, when they first watch a video, I want them to be transported from their this their couch to somewhere that they'd like to be, maybe can't be because it's a Tuesday night, they just got home from work and they got to work tomorrow morning. I want them to feel for a moment like they took a little vacation. The evolution of my subscribers are people of course that feel compelled enough to go back and watch all my other stuff, right? And then be excited for the next one that comes out. I get people that comment on my videos saying things like, you know, I get so excited when I get a notification when your videos come out because I know that for the next 45 minutes I'm going to be I'm just going to love every minute of it. And that is, to me, this is an art form. This isn't, yes, I'm a branding a branding expert and yes, I'm a marketing expert, but these videos for me are my, they're my fine art form. I love telling stories. I love transporting people to other places. I love to have that background music that sort of makes them feel inspired when they're watching it and triggers dopamine and, and just makes them feel something in the heart and just like, oh, that was such a great experience. and feel like they were there. Because sometimes I do the point of views, where it's maybe a camera showing me, and then the next scene is from my perspective. I want you to feel like you're hiking down that trail. Mm -hmm. I would say that uh, what I really want long-term for my viewers is to inspire them to do more outside of their comfort zone, right? There's a lot of people I know that say, Man, I've always wanted to do what you're doing and I just have never done it. Or, and I might, I was even that in that place at one time. My dad was in that place before he passed. I know my dad wanted to do things like take a hot air balloon ride and he just never did it. And I know, and I took one after he passed, I got up in a hot air balloon. And I'm like, man, my dad would have loved this, you know? And so when people are watching my videos and they go back and watch more and they're they're hungry and and thirsty for more videos to come out, that makes me feel like. I'm connecting with people, I'm answering questions in the mind and making connections in the heart that's going to eventually inspire them to get out there and do some of these things themselves, or change jobs, or move from, from Chicago to Las Vegas, all those kinds of things. Buy a Subaru Outback and then take your first overnight trip. That, to me, I'm telling you, Howard, is 100 percent why I'm doing this. You know, you sharing your story with me just it makes me feel when I'm sitting in front of the computer for 40, 40 hours editing these things until 3, 4 o'clock in the morning to get it out by Friday morning because I know that I want to have it out by 5 a.m. Friday morning or something for New York time and all that. And then, boom, right right away at 5 a.m., I get comments from people. that All that just makes me feel so satisfied with what I'm doing. And that just drives my passion to do it even more.
0: It's, it's a wonderful thing. And as your visibility in... YouTube space and on the web. I mean, you've got quite a few subscribers. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Where do you see your journey taking you? I mean, there's, there's you've got you've got products. You've got great uh amount, a great amount of helpful hands equipment list which I was actually yeah. looking at looking <laughs> at today. It's like again, yeah, it's the first place I go. What does Scott say? <laughs> uh, there's the uh, the. The portable battery and the and the solar hookup, there's a story behind that. But, uh, well, in the spirit of full disclosure, I have sleep apnea. Oh, okay. So getting out in a tent anywhere is an issue. So I ended up getting a, a battery specifically for the machine. But then I also thought, you know... It's probably a reason to have even a bigger battery <laughs> yeah, sure. and it's sure enough the battery you were recommended was the one I just bought oh great good <laughs> but uh good in any case wh- where what where do you see this evolution for you? And your
1: brand, the Four Expedition. Where do you see that going? Yeah. So before I get into that, real quickly, I've got a number of friends with sleep apnea, and I get this—I got those questions all the time. How do you do this? I want to get out there and do this. So it's—I'm really glad you brought that up because that's a very common thing that I get asked about. Yeah. Uh, with regard to Four Expedition, so if you get into my videos and you start really watching my videos, I start—you'll—you'll you'll start to see little snippets of story about where I'm taking this. And for me, first and foremost, is to build a solid audience. I I believe, as a a marketing and branding person, if you can build a solid, dedicated, committed audience that loves what you're doing in your niche, you have a lot of ability then to influence. right? And you can create things on that and build things on that. And so for me, the very first and foremost thing that I do is I, I build an audience. Once you have an audience, and that's what I did with my book, I actually built an audience um, for my book before it came out. And when the book came out, I already had people that wanted to buy it. Very similar with any uh, any kind of business. So now that I have the audience growing, and that's growing by about 2,000... Right now, it's growing by about 2,000 new subscribers every 28 days. That's pretty decent. Uh, I'd like that to keep doubling that every couple of months if I can. Um, I have this big, this greater vision for what I want to create. I want... Um, I want my own land and I, have, I want to use that land as a canvas, if you will, to sort of lay out this vision that I have in my head for a product development facility, a place where brands, outdoor brands can come to me for testing. We can have turnkey solutions for people that don't camp much that can come out and experience camping. So I'll have this product development facility. I've got a couple of other ideas for some off-grid, high-tech cabin concepts off-grid, high-tech uh, campground concepts. So all these things are things that I want to sort of bring out, but they're not—they're not individual items. They—they all have a greater connected purpose. And uh, at the end of the day, though, really, what I want is the ability to have a place where people can come to me, mm-hmm. right? Instead sort of I can't get out to everyone. Yeah. You know, I've yeah. got—I've got subscribers in Australia and England and Japan and all of you know new zealand all over the world i can't get out to everyone and i can do that somewhat with a youtube channel but eventually i want to have a place where some people can come to me and learn some of these things where they can experience connection to nature in the way that i think is a transformative way to connect with nature so that's my bigger goal you know i think that is uh, a
0: fantastic goal i mean in part of the 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 coaching, entrepreneurial uh, spheres that I've been involved with, some of the folks are, have been big enough that, you know, whether it's once a year, twice a year, massive amounts of people are coming to them to hear what they have to say and, you know, demonstrations, techniques, etc. But I can imagine this nice plot of land that has a, a, a conference like facility where you can do education and sharing of ideas, pitching of ideas, have real time demonstrations and I suspect the place won't be big enough for you but <laughs> uh, might not or it might not but that that's a good problem to have. <laughs> that is a very good problem to have, but uh, maybe you're not going to do it in Sedona or Las Vegas, but some place where land is relatively reasonable. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, that's a very good, I mean, it's just, it's wonderful how you're, you know, the, the whole outdoors adventure has been an undercurrent or a threat in your life. And then you went on to do the, you know, the advertising and the branding and the marketing. And then you, you had this aha moment sort of in this pivot and it's really, it's wonderful to be able to, to, to see somebody who's, who's, Accomplish what they set out to accomplish because, and I think so many people, in, in, definitely in my profession and the co- that I come across in coaching, they have limiting beliefs. They want to do something mm-hmm. and they come up with a reason why they can't. And you know, it's just it, it's almost like there's a scholar that would call it immunity to change. Mm. You know, they, they, they want to do something, but then something comes in to sabotage that. And so it's wonderful what you've put together if do you have advice or what advice should i say for folks kind of like me in a way others who just want to get out of their comfort zone how if so, if you were to get up in front of an audience to start to tell your story i
1: mean you've got a perfect ted talk story yeah okay so what would be your ted talk story well, that kind of goes back to some of the concepts in my book, and I don't really promote the book or anything anymore. That was back in 2011. And it's kind of this, it was this thing. Sure. But after I came out with the book, I actually put together an e-course that I never actually ended up selling. I just started giving it away to people because it's a 28-day course that does exactly what you're talking about. So, you know, and it starts very, very rudimentary, if you will you know just taking a walk in your own neighborhood and walking around your neighborhood in a different way than you've ever done before not i'm not talking about directions it could be directions but being more more of an observer of every detail so when you're walking around your neighborhood and you you're, you're noticing things that you wouldn't have noticed before in greater detail and then you know logging those things into your mind so that the next time you go out there you remember those details and then you expand on that things like that even just Getting out and, and buying a pot at a hardware store or whatever, and then getting some soil and planting a plant in a pot, and getting your hands full of just that rich, healthy, awesome soil that you find in those in the bags at uh, you know the stores. Just stuff like that is is a good start, and that's where I start in this that e course that I had, which was twenty eight days to rediscover your divine music. It was called, and uh, if anybody wants it, I'd be happy to share it with people. Um, so I can, I'd be happy to provi- provide a link for people just to download it. Sure, sure. It, it goes further and further through a process where you're experiencing things. In one, in one case might be where you're sitting out and watching the sunrise uh, and, and you're kind of witnessing something in particular or you're journaling about it while you're out there. And uh, it's just a really great way to get started. I, I, I feel like, and I know a lot of people who are city people that have never been outside of the city. I know people in Phoenix that have never been to the Grand Canyon. They're born and raised in Phoenix. I'm not saying that's a travesty, but it's it's pretty remarkable that uh, maybe they've never been to Sedona, which is only two hours from Phoenix, and they've never been to the Grand Canyon, which is only four hours from Phoenix. I think that that is somewhat of a disservice to yourself because it is in those moments when you witness those kinds of things, especially if you do so with such an intention for being an observer for the details is this is when the the pivotal moments happen in your life that cause you to say, you know what, I'm done living this way. I'm now going to live this way. I've got people in my own family, like my sister, who's just been remarkable over the last couple of years, watching a transition in her life saying, I'm going to stop being sedentary. And now she's running, you know, she's trying to train for marathons and things like that. And she's like you. She talked to her husband, how can we convert the Toyota Tacoma, his work truck into an overland truck? I want to get out there. And and she took a trip um, like a week or two ago, they went up to Yellowstone and and it was pouring rain. They were going to camp. So they couldn't camp in this tent and they ended up sleeping in a, uh, they got an Airbnb and they found this, uh, a sheep trailer, a sheep herders trailer or something like that. And they camped overnight in that thing with his, you know, uh, tin roof with the rain coming down. And I thought, you know What? I, w- I'm, I was so happy she did something like that instead of gone and stayed in a Hilton, you know, because that's where you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe what I'm doing. This is something new and exciting and my life is going to be different because I have this to compare it to. You know what I mean? It's It's just, to me getting people out there to experience things like this and witnessing something that they wouldn't have otherwise been able to witness because they didn't, if they hadn't gone and having their lives be completely different because, you know, we only have time. There's nothing more valuable than time. And uh, when you're younger is when you should be doing some things, you know, getting out there because yes, you can see the world when you're older, but you might not have the mobility anymore. So, it's important to sort of weave that sort of philosophy throughout your whole life, not waiting and working your butt off at that J O B to save up so you can do it someday. And then who knows, maybe have something happen to you like my dad. You know what I mean?
0: Right. You know, in our show, you know, because it's called success insight, we often have a segment. Usually it's because I, I have either remembered to ask it, or I haven't, but we have this insight to go, Mm. And I think what you've just shared is that insight to go is, you know, being, getting tuned into who you are, what you want, what you desire, and taking that first step. That first step is always the hardest. Yeah. Once you realize, oh my God, I did it, then it's the next step. I mean, this past Sunday, that would be yesterday, I took my second hike in Mount Charleston the week before I did the first one. And I'll tell you, I was, I went about double the distance that I expected to do because the sign said (laughs) 1.86 miles. Little did I know it was 1.86 miles there Uh and another back. Thank God these women took pity on me and gave me some, uh, uh, some protein bars. But, Uh, but then getting up yesterday at the crack of dawn and I took a picture of the sunrise coming up over the mountains, you know, and, you know, Subi and I are going out for a ride <laughs> and then I shared the pictures later on Facebook and I'm like, okay, what's next week's, uh, adventure. And then just knowing again, the, that the, the car, the, the car camping is, is coming up. Yeah. You know, just got to figure out the right location, but I just, you know, just, being out here and and making the commitment, I need to be out here and leave Chicago, leave the comfort zone, realizing I'm going to, you know, the worst thing I can do is stay here and not accomplish things that I really desire. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful and freeing when we're able to do that.
1: It really, really is. And you know what? It inspires others. If you share yeah. the pictures on Facebook and you say, this is what I did. Yeah. Who knows how you're going to inspire somebody else to do something?
0: Well, you know, it's, It's interesting. There was a... I don't know where I heard it or read it, but it was literally that statement. What have you done today to, I don't know, inspire yourself, inspire others? Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I know what it was. What have you done this week to make a difference or to inspire others? Mm -hmm. And I think that was it. I got up and I saw... For our listeners, our uh, Scotts and my video are on. We can see each other as we're talking. Obviously, the podcast is audio only, but I have the Mojave Desert in the background of my picture. Great shot! I can see. Yeah, thank you. Um, that's actually my other goal. I'm, as a photographer, I want to take pictures of the stars. Mm. So that's my other research uh, on, on YouTube videos. Awesome, uh, but but the fact is, I did it. I went out to the Mojave. Yeah. And I went back and I hiked again. And so that's what I did. And it's wonderful. And we should all have, every one of us should have stories like that every week.
1: For sure. And, you know, who who knew that there was a ski resort in a snow-capped mountain right near Las Vegas? Who knew? Who knew? I didn't even know until a couple years ago. Like, oh, my gosh, that mountain is just it's, it's not a far drive out there. And they got the Red Rocks out there too. Beautiful. Well, I'm like going through the list of places. I've got one more mountain,
0: one more trail <laughs> in, uh, in Mount Charleston that I, I need to go out to Valley of Fire and then to Red Rocks. There's just hey. There's a luckily there's a weekend. That there's a there's a four day week every week. I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's right. That's great. So Scott, if our listeners would like to go beyond this wonderful podcast, and again, I thank you for joining us today.
1: Where are the best places for them to go to learn more about you and your work? Well, I've worked really, really hard to build the Forexpedition website. It's at forexpedition.com. That's four and then X-P-E-D-T-I-O-N dot com. So no E at the beginning of the, the word expedition. I've worked really hard to create a really just deep research website. And so you go on there and there's links on there to get to my Facebook uh, page. We do have a Forexpedition Expedition Facebook page. And of course, the YouTube channel, Forexpedition Expedition, Mm -hmm. and Instagram. I have um, a pretty avid Instagram following as well. So those are the main places that I would go. Uh, Facebook. Um, YouTube, and uh, Instagram.
0: Fantastic. And we will most definitely provide the the backlinks in our show notes to all of those sites. If you would like also to share with us the course, I'm happy to yeah. put that link on the course as well because, hey, 28 days to a new habit. If that's the new, at the end of those 28 days, you have a new habit which gets you outside and doing something different, then you've accomplished your goal, which you set out to do for
1: the folks that are taking advantage of that. Very much so. I mean, the more people that really respect the planet and understand the, the need and necessity for sustainability, the better. And I'm happy to share that.
0: Fantastic. Scott, thank you so much. I'm so glad I discovered you and you are incredibly gracious and open to joining us on the Success Insight podcast. Thanks so much. I really, uh, really appreciate you being a subscriber as well. Fantastic. All right, folks, we have just been chatting with adventurer Scott Lutho. He is the founder of Four Expedition. For more than 30 years, he's been exploring the natural world on foot, driving and riding off road vehicles, riding, touring, and mountain bikes, paddling watercraft, and really just a phenomenal guy, very talented, and really just producing some fantastic content to really open up the opportunities we all have to get out there and explore the environment and nature around us so do take the opportunity to go out to the website for expedition uh we'll of course provide the backlinks to it as well as backlinks to the facebook instagram and his youtube uh, channel and uh, scott's going to share a link uh, to his course as well which we will have on our show notes so Really, folks, this is a little bit more of me in this episode, because I, as I was doing my research coming out to Las Vegas, you know, uh, just trying to figure out how do I take advantage of being in this new environment and the beauty that is around us. So I am really grateful that I had discovered Scott in his work and again, that he was very gracious to come on to our show. So, folks, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, go out there, have a phenomenal day, be safe, take care of each other, take care of yourself, and get outside, social distance, have fun, and get energized. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Success Insight Podcast. Take care now. Success Insight is a production of Fox Coaching and First Story Strategies. Find us online, successinsightpodcast.com.